This Boss Rush Spotlight is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support the Boss Rush family of podcasts, head to BossRush.net or our Patreon at patreon.com slash BossRushMedia. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan, alongside me for this Spotlight episode is PK Power, Pat Klein. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Everyone breathing okay? Sure. Yeah. Sure. We'll go with, we'll go with yes. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> hi, Pat. Uh, hey. I'm right now in like a highly dangerous uh, air quality area, probably oh. the highest in anywhere in the world right now. Awesome. Yeah, go Canada fires. Oh, right, because you're way up north and you're by a... Okay, yeah. I was like... Yep. I thought you were kind of kidding for a second. 300. Oh, no. That's not good. Oh, man. So I got got sucked into the Final Fantasy 16 camp. uh, Yeah. But, you know, we'll... We'll talk. We'll talk about that on an episode of the normal podcast. We're here for a developer spotlight. Uh, The creator of one this this game looks incredible rah rah boom if you haven't if you haven't looked at the trailer for this yet guys i'm telling you you need to watch the trailer for this game i am so hyped as a fan of you know the 16-bit obviously like ninja turtles side-scrolling games of the of the 90s river city girls and you know even the most recent streets of rage this this is like that on another level i want everybody to welcome chris bergman Hey guys! Hello. Hello. Welcome to the doing? show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, uh, happy that you are uh, kind of in my neck, <laughs> my neck of the woods. Actually, let's go, Ohio. Yeah, I know, man. Only a only a three and a half hour drive down seventy seven. <laughs> so wh- what's up? What's up? This is awesome. I'm I'm glad you're here. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Super super happy to be here. Um, yeah, so a little bit of an introduction. So I'm Chris Bergman, CEO of Guiley Games. Uh, we're a studio based in Cincinnati, Ohio, and we're making a four-player co-op beat-em-up about ninja cheerleaders from outer space called Ra Ra Boom. This is awesome. Okay, so beat-em-up is putting it lightly. Uh, we're we're gonna get to that. Um, but I wanna so I wanna know. So I was I was I was creeping on you on LinkedIn a little bit because love it. I liked I like to try to do some research for yeah. I don't like to come in here. Did you find little, my OnlyFans? Really? Nope. Didn't go Dang. there. Right. Well, it's not on this episode. I found so it. <laughs> yes, Pat. Laurent's <laughs> not on this episode, so uh, you know. But so I, you've you've done a lot of stuff outside of games, within games, games adjacent. So uh, why don't you give give an elevator pitch of who you are uh, and kind of you know what, what my LinkedIn done. profile? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I can man. read it word for word if you want. I can. <laughs> no, no, please don't. Just like a job interview, you know. You yeah. have thirty seconds to impress us with your resume. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Geez, that's intense. Uh. So okay. one minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean. I mean. I, I. I. You know. Not to bury the lead, but I'm a high school dropout. Uh. Got kicked out of high school. Never finished. Uh. Serial entrepreneur my entire life. Um, kind of the big thing that that happened before Guiley Games uh, was a company called Chore Monster, 
which was an app for parents and kids to enjoy doing chores. Um, uh, kids would gain points from and for real life rewards, like an hour of Xbox, television show, canoe trip, sharp knives, you know, whatever parents want to give their kids. Uh, and then on top of that, for every chore that they completed, they would uh, enter, they would get a ticket to the Monster Carnival where they could earn over a hundred different interactive monsters that we created. And then um, once Disney invested in that company, you know, a lot of Disney characters and, and um, other characters and, and things like that. So uh, grew that company out of Cincinnati as well. Um, uh, and then exited, you know, grew that to about 4 million users and, and exited that company in 2018. Um, and so come from the tech startup space. Uh, but yeah, finally got to the place where I could do the only thing that I've ever wanted to do since I was 10, which is make video games. Um, and that's where my focus is today. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's really cool that you have pursued a lot of interesting things, uh, especially like. Something I something I've always wanted to do is make a game, but I don't think I, I don't I don't know if I have the capacity to learn all that, man. I So we talked to uh, some humble onion who released uh, Smushy Come Home the other day, and uh, he's he taught himself Unity for like six months. He just sat and worked on Unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, I'm always impressed when people are like, yeah, I just taught myself how to do this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are how you know um so yeah more patience than i ever will yeah i know right um so i'm assuming you are somehow self-taught in a a variety of spaces then as well then yeah i mean definitely self-taught in a bunch of different places i mean for me it's much more the creative side and the design side uh, Mm -hmm. more than than the actual engineering side so i think the other thing that's really important uh, to have as a sk- skill set as a CEO of a you know a, a studio is the ability to raise money and and find capital and and build a team of excellent insanely talented people, um, and I take a lot of joy in that man. I you know I I really love creating a, a team that can you know make an excellent product, and so it's a a, a lot of those pieces for sure, um, and. You know, my partner, Denver Colson, he's an engineer. He went to NYU Game Center. He got his master's there. We're studied under Frank Lance and Bennett Foddy and, um, you know, just like sort of like literally the most artsy game designers on the planet. Uh, brilliant, brilliant guys. Um, and so he's the one that that's definitely doing all of our code. <laughs> I can't take that credit uh, for me. I mean, you could. <laughs> <laughs> You know, nothing, nothing stopping you here. Uh, <laughs> Otto would be uh, upset. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so t- tell me how you came up with like, so your studio, what is there a specific meaning behind the name of your studio? Like, I, I mean, yeah, there is. Um, and, and it's really kind of um, lazy, I would say. Huh. Uh, my kids' names are Guy and Lee. Huh. And so when, you know, I had you know, previously I'd gone through a bunch of brand stuff with my last company and, and, um, spent, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on branding exercises and much other stuff. And so when I started this company, I was like, dude, I just need a name. I just need a name for the LLC. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. All the work's going to be spent on the projects, like the games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so the, the studio name means it doesn't matter. 
and so yeah guyly games um guy and lee that's it it really really kind of simple and i mean it's become it's become this like weird esoteric i'm 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 seeing i'm seeing the consequences of that choice in that one my kids will wear guyly shirts to school and be like, I'm a badass. And I'm like, whoa, hang on. First of all, you're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all nerds here, so let's calm down. Uh, and then two, but I mean, the upside of that is so we have a Guyly Games webcomic where we post, you know, webcomics sporadically about um, us, you know, just making games. And um, uh, the fifth grade class, I guess now sixth grade class of Mercy Montessori and Cincinnati, Ohio is absolutely obsessed with the Gaily Games webcomic. Uh, so they're it's, all just they they're they're like they're like the um, they're like Taylor Swift fans, man. They're so angry that there hasn't been a new comic in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh man, you got you got you got your own version of the Swifties, huh? Yeah, yeah, but they're fifth graders. <laughs> well, that's, that's where they start, I guess. Yep. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, all that to say, it's it's just my kids' names. Cool. Uh, so that webcomic, like, is that, like, does something happen kind of in the office and that inspires, like, the creation of, uh, like, the next comic? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, we have we have a couple of really wonderful people that work on the team that are um, webcomic artists in their own right. Um, mm-hmm. Chrissy Hops being one of them. And I grew up a huge fan of like PVP online and Penny Arcade and, and, you know, all of these early comics in the, in the very, very early aughts that have now sort of, you know, flourished packs and et cetera. Um, and so, you know, having the opportunity to kind of tell our own stories in webcomic form was really important, especially before we could talk about Rara, right? Like we've been working on this game for a couple of years um, couldn't say anything, couldn't announce anything, but wanted to start talking about who we were as a team. Um, and web web comics in particular were like a great form for us to make jokes, talk about our team, um, and you know just kind of tell the stories that we want to tell about ourselves prior to announcing the game. That's so smart. To that, it's I'm I'm actually like it's not something you really think about when you go to other studios websites or anything or whatever but like i'm now shocked that more people don't do that that's in that's amazing uh it's it's kind of it's kind of funny because like when so when about a decade ago when i worked at when i was managing a restaurant i had this really funny idea of a comic like a short form comic called we work together uh and it was just all the dumb things that happened in the restaurant but this is like you know that on like a the 20 (laughs) this is i so i i read a couple of the of the uh comics beforehand the art is really good the jokes land it's pretty funny actually i mean that's a testament to our team man i mean they're you know chrissy chrissy in particular is an incredible webcomic artist and um and writer as well i mean we we sort of do collaborative writing on them in in a lot of cases but like and now it's interesting now that rara's announced we've actually migrated over to like well, what if the girls have their own Instagram? What do those things look like? And so she's kind of focused on telling that narrative, which is still sort of a webcomic form of storytelling, but it's like, it's literally like a mocked up Instagram of, of these girls prior to going on to this adventure that's in the game. 
No, that's pretty neat. I mean, just like building up that back lore for your various characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's definitely something I would totally check out. You know, if yeah. you guys like dropped a link uh, either in your game or like on your website. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all on our socials right now. So, uh, you know, let's get into the plugs, guys. Um, <laughs> Do everyone it. Follow us on, at Guile Games, G-Y-L-E-E Games on Insta and Twitter. That's that's so cool. I I love little. As a big Destiny fan, I love when mm-hmm. ca- there's character lore attached to the characters that you're supposed to love. And so, uh, this is uh, man, that's so fun. I like how you're making it part of the real world too, and not just some like, you know, oh, I you know, and Destiny One was really famous for these things called grimoire cards, and you, as you progress through the game, you had to unlock them to read them, and it's like I don't want to do that. I just want to like look at it and read it. And then they started putting them in the books, which I was like, haha, that's stupid. And then I bought all five of them. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I love that you can just go to Instagram and look at this or, uh, you know, your website and read the web comic or, you know, Twitter and, and see what's going on. I, I love that. I love it. Um, I love it's... the world. I love the like out of the box thinking of world building, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's so difficult to connect, you know, what what we're trying to do over a a pretty significant, we're a new IP, right? Like the the Mm -hmm. biggest difference between every beat-em-up that's come out in the past, you know, three, four years that are all amazing and us is we are a brand new IP. No one has ever seen these characters. They've never heard of these characters. And we have, and these are characters that we internally absolutely genuinely are in love with. They have interesting stories. They have, you know, amazing backgrounds. Um, they are complicated. Uh, they go through real life challenges. And we want to start telling that story today as opposed to waiting for the game to come out. Mm-hmm. It gets people excited. I mean, if, if they know, like, if they like the characters and they know enough about them before the game comes out, that's smart. That's so smart. Instead of waiting, like, I feel... I feel like everything has to be this connected universe now. And like, everybody's like, Oh, we're working on the first game, but it's going to be three games and a 12 issue comic line and uh, anime series on Netflix. It's like, no, like you, I, I understand like you, you want your game to succeed and you have all these plans, but like, I think what you're doing is way smarter than that. Right. And like, honestly, I think this, this would probably be make a really cool Netflix cartoon at some point or something. Right. Like I, I, just by watching the trailers and the in the art style and everything i think it would really fit that way but like i think what you're doing is super smart in that way and like not only building their universe but you know putting your own personality behind especially like the early like the early parts of the comic the comic on your website and stuff Mm -hmm. super it's oh i'm jealous we're we're, we're, (laughs) (laughs) we're such a small team we're incredibly small team Right. And so Mm -hmm. we don't have a ton of resources. And so then it becomes like, okay, what are the tools that are at our disposal to tell these stories? Right. And Mm -hmm. like, it may be just like a one Instagram post, but it will tell, you know, the story of an afternoon of these girls together. Right. Like, um, so we're trying to leverage all the tools that are at our disposal um, within sort of the resources that we have available. That's it. It's, it's, you know, there's, I, I think boundaries create creativity in a lot of ways. Right. And, and 
this is one of those ways where that's happening. Now, what was the inspiration for this idea behind Ra Ra Boom? Like, when someone says, I'm going to create a game, the first thing that does not come to my mind is teenage ninja cheerleading aliens. Why not? That's the first <laughs> thing that know. comes to my mind. It's, it's so, like the second or third thing, but it's not the first thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, um, I mean, it's been a long process. So, I, I love the phonetics of Ra Ra Boom. Mm-hmm. So, I bought that URL in 2008. Oh wow! I, I've held on to that domain. I'm a, I'm like one of those weird domain collectors. I have a couple hundred at this point, right? Oh, I was gonna say I do too, but I have like eight. <laughs> <laughs> Still counts, yeah. But you know, with with a bunch of different projects that that or, or phonetics, you know, and so Rara Boom just is a phonetic sort of action statement was was really interesting to me. Um, and then I also. Um, grew up in the arcades in the nineties. I got kicked out of my head or like I got, um, I, I would skip school to go, uh, play Marvel vs. Capcom two, um, mm. at the arcade. I would then, uh, absolutely get my ass kicked at Marvel vs. Capcom two in the arcade. And so, you know, you have to wait your turn to mm-hmm. play it another round. Um, and so during that time I would go play Simpsons or X-Men or Ninja Turtles or these co-op arcade yeah, beat-em-ups the classic um and that's where i would really make friends like i like i'm not a particularly competitive person and so you know you know it was difficult like like i don't i can't roast anybody i'm so bad at roast because like 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 fighting games it's all about like shit talking right mm-hmm. and um and I, I was bad at that i was awful at that <laughs> uh but I'd go play X-Men or Ninja Turtles or whatever and like just hop into somebody else's game and then we'd start, you know, it was our form of sort of like the golf game now, right? Where you're just, it's the game's much more about sitting in the golf cart than it is actually playing golf. And uh, and so co-op games were that for me, co-op beat-em-ups in particular were that for me where I would be able to have a conversation with these people in the arcades in the 90s and, and then become friends with them. Like, like that is where friendship sort of started for me um because in the 90s right like like being a if you had a game pro you were a weirdo in high school i mean i you know and um and so I, that's where i found sort of my tribe was in beat em ups and so you know i i it was always really really important to me to have an opinion and a take on a beat em up in the beat em up genre at some point um and make that game um and then yeah and then Ra Ra Boom sat in my head for 10, 11, 12 years. Uh, and I'm like, well, what is what is a Ra Ra Boom? It's like, well, it's cheerleaders that blow shit up. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, and so that those two things sort of converged into um, the game that we're creating right now. That's so cool. It's, mm-hmm. I, I remember, man, countless hours trying to play Ninja Turtles, like the arcade game. And, and yeah, like. I remember the first time I saw the six player X-Men cabinet. I was like, oh, my gosh, you can play six players on this. Because, you know, some of the smaller arcades only have the four player cabinet or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, the two and, screens that yeah. like and then there was definitely like a line in the middle oh, yeah. of the screen. But it's oh, like, yeah. who cared? Yeah. I mean, at the time, we didn't know better. Who cares? Six yep. players. Oh, it was amazing. And then yep. you had to come home, come home to your Genesis and play Hyperstone Heist with two people. I'm like, oh, gross. <laughs> Um, nowadays when you hover around a six player cabinet some of us are kind of big and it gets a little tight down there yeah 
it's uh <laughs> or like uh, killer isn't killer queen 10 right it, it, like do you guys yeah, know 10 or 12 killer, i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that cabinet gets real tight yeah. yeah man yeah remember when they tried to put that on switch and thought that was a good idea oh man i, I never played a, i've only played it in like in its arcade form so yeah. it's purest form yeah i never i never played it on switch but uh we at an extra life event, we literally tried to sync it up to get all ten players. That was like super impossible to do. It had to take like two switches, you know, multiple controllers all synced up, and it's like getting them to sync up to the right switch. And it it was it was a hassle. I don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> Stick Man, with shout out Arcade Legacy <laughs> in Cincinnati, who does have a killer queen cab, and oh. and it was great. Yeah, our Chuck E. Cheese does not have a killer queen. <laughs> so, uh, they do have a Halo sit down Halo. Oh, uh, yeah, I've played that. That's really yeah. fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. My nephews were really into it. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, they also have that Flappy Bird machine. Mm, man. Slap, slap, <laughs> slap. Oh uh, so what so what what? What games inspired this game? I mean, I know we kind of talked a little bit about you know, the nineties side scrolling beat 'em up. So is, is there anything more recent that you kind of like, oh, that's cool from this game or you know, well, these abilities I'll, are cool? Yeah, I'll tell you guys this story, man. I mean, we were we were we are we were a year and a half in development on this game. Um, you know, we had about six or seven people working on it. Uh which you know our the the I'll get there. Uh <laughs> you know, we were working on it. We'd been working on it for about a year and a half. And then the Streets of Rage 4 announcement trailer came out. Mm. And we looked at what we were making and scrapped every piece of art that we had made thus far. Mm. Because it had changed the standard of what a beat-em-up should be. Yeah. Um, you know, for the better. Like, absolutely for the better. Um, so that is, you know, 100% an inspiration for us, man. I mean, I, I, I think what they've done from an art standpoint is just brilliant and wonderful and um, so vibrant. They've made an extremely vibrant game, uh, which is, is important to us in particular. So, but, but, you know, that aside, one of, so Denver, who I talked about, who's our lead engineer and, and honestly like our, our main gameplay designer outside of me, like um, he hates beat em ups completely. Hmm. And so it's really fun when your co-lead hates the genre that you're making because then it's about okay how do we make a beat-em-up that people who dislike beat-em-ups will really really enjoy and rpg system but which yeah we have <laughs> we definitely have some elements of that for sure we have a progression system in the game absolutely but like also uh make it a running gun as well <laughs> mm -hmm. yes um, and so for us, like our three pillars of the game are fast, frenetic, and fabulous. So like there is, if you have four players playing at the same time, it is absolute and utter chaos and it's the most fun. Um, and, uh, you know, we wanted to make a game like our, our inspirations outside of, of beat em up genres in general is like Lisa Frank, Trapper Keepers, like nineties, nineties ridiculousness right saturday morning cartoons um you know that's that is is what our art inspiration was in a lot of ways 
so it's so, so cool, man. I love the I love the aesthetic of this game. I'm I'm watching the trailer again right now just because it's <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, so how would you how would you define the aesthetic of the game? I'm so I'm curious to hear. Oh man, I mean, I Saturday morning cartoons definitely. Mm-hmm. I would say more like maybe late '90s, early 2000s kind of Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, definitely less Cartoon Network, which is in a great in a great way. You know, not that those cartoons are bad, but you know, they all have that kind of same kind of aesthetic, like kind of grungy, dirty. I like how clean it is. I like how. We're not Pop. we're not cynical about this. I want to yeah. be clear. Like 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 we're this is a very earnest take. Yeah. yeah. No, I and that's what I, I think that's what I like most about it. It's like super clean, it's super cheerful, poppy, kind of like it makes you feel good when you watch it. <laughs> There's so many games out there that like are trying to have this serious tone and dark and gritty and it's like it's nice to see something that looks cheerful and fun and silly um i i like the designs of all the characters i think the um let's see which character is it that has the mask on uh seda is that how you say yeah 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 Yeah, i i love the mask i i love that the one girl has a shield uh it's just it just looks silly and fun and like the enemy designs are great uh, the the levels look straight out of like uh you know if you were to think of a modern a modern beat em up oddly enough like this is what I would expect to see from and you know I I like there's a point in the trailer where there's these these flame walls going across and they have like this rainbow color shoot up super fu- like this game just makes me feel good to look at and watch you know and and. I think that's why I'm really excited. It's the same feeling I got when uh, Shredder's Revenge came out last year. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like everything I want in a modern Ninja Turtles beat em up, right? And it's like mm-hmm. fun, poppy, character designs look great, enemies look great. You know, the the variety of the level. Man, you. I think you just, just by the trailer alone, I think you nailed it. And it's, it. I, I love the flamethrowing robots in this trailer. So it's yeah. it looks great. If I Dude, had that... to give a definition to it, I would say it's you took a beat 'em up and you gave it caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> like it 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 looks a lot faster, a lot more hyper. I the soundtrack to it is just absolutely kicking mm-hmm. uh to the trailer. Like it just Oh, just you wait on the soundtrack. I like it. Just you wait. Mm-hmm. The sound the soundtrack has like a real Avril Lavigne sound to it a little bit. Like that's just that, a trailer, right? You're yeah, you're talking about the trailer. Just a trailer, yeah. yeah. A trailer. The yeah. actual game soundtrack's gonna be real cool, you guys. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't wait to hear it. But like, there's this part where they go, "Hey, hey, hey," and I'm like, "That's that's straight up Avril Lavigne." I, that sounds just like, oh my, oh my gosh, this, this it's cheerleaders. Come on, yeah, yeah. I know it, it is cheerleaders. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, we do we do have a couple questions from our audience, and then what the there's two things I want to get to before. Uh, you know, we kind of let you go, but we have listener questions and I want to talk about this, your team and your student, your team a little bit. And then I, I definitely want to get into some of the, uh, you know, the workings of raw, raw boom. Uh, so the one true James, uh, we've kind of answered a couple of his questions. So he always writes in a ton of questions. So he's, he asked, what's one thing, what's the one thing you're most excited for people to find out about raw, raw boom. Um, there's a really strong, 
narrative in the game. So we're, I mean, we're telling a very, it's all VO, so it's all voice acted. You, nice. you guys will get to hear all these characters. Um, and the story, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm one of the writers on it, so I may be slightly biased, but um, I, I, I really hope that this story resonates with people because I, I, I think there's some important themes in there that'll connect. Cool. Uh, his other question, which I guess would transition nicely into talking about your team, he said, uh, Guy Lee is very team focused. The question is an invite to brag about your team. Oh, man, dude, I love my team so much. We just had uh, we just went to GDEX this past week. We were boothing at GDEX, which is in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a games conference in Columbus. And it, it, so it's close enough. We're like. Anyone in Cincinnati, we have, we have a broader team that's sort of international, but we definitely have sort of a core team that's focused in Cincinnati. Um, and uh, so we all got to hang out together uh, for pretty much like a week straight. Uh, I think the thing, so we're doing a, here's, here's what I'll say about our team. We're doing a documentary, which may or may not come out, right? Like we're just, we're shooting the footage. Who knows if it, Mm -hmm. yeah, like we're, but like the thing is, is our, the guy that's doing our documentary, like came to me and he's like, Hey man, I've been shooting you for like two and a half years. And like, I don't have enough stuff to make anything because there's no drama. Like you guys get along too well. Like there's, (laughs) there's, there's no tension to like build up and talk about. Um, so I, I just, our, our team, we all, we all really love each other. We're all extremely collaborative. We all wear many, many, many hats. I think between all of us, um, you know, everyone touches the game in many different ways. Like, uh, I think the game design in particular is very collaborative. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, our team's so good and we're doing it, you know, you look at like Streets of Rage or. And then even Ninja Turtles or Battletoads or any of these other sort of beat em ups that we're trying to meet their that their standard that they set because it's that fucking good. The stuff they've made is that good, and we have to hit that. And we're doing it with about the quarter of the size of the team. And so if this game comes out and hits that standard, we did it with twenty five percent of the resources that they had, and the only reason that was possible is because of the team we have. That's very nice. I I think it's I think it's cool when you hear stories like that of like a team who's like, you know, a very small core team. You know, I mean, you could in the indie space you hear about small teams all the time having success, right? But like it's nice to hear it come from someone like you you who runs the studio and really knows your team instead of from, you know, one of the people who write articles on various websites right and it's like i like hearing that you have a small team assuming a smaller budget than something like ninja turtles or streets of rage got right you know not a not a financier or anything but i I, that's what i'm assuming and like the game looks this good already right it's Man, I I really hope this game takes off. I'm I've <laughs> I've been pushing it to everybody and everybody that I talked to because I knew this. First of all, I knew this was coming up, but I'm like, you guys got to check this out. And uh, our host of our Nintendo podcast, Ed, is like he's already obsessed with this game. He loves he loves arcade classics, anything anything Nintendo related or arcade classic related. Like he's all about and. Uh, he he was 
talking to me today about it. He's like, oh man, I wish I didn't have to work tonight. I, I would have come talk to him too. And I'm like, yeah, I know, man, this, this would have been the episode to have him on. But uh, yeah, this is, I I really do hope this game takes off because it's super cool. Uh, I do, I do have a question about that though. And, and maybe a, you don't know yet B you know, and can't answer the question or B or C like, uh, maybe you haven't thought about it. Have you thought about like approaching Xbox or PlayStation to put it on something like, uh, PlayStation plus or game pass or something to get that install base right away? Um, no comment. Okay. Got it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I, um. All right. Well, we'll see. Stay tuned, I, everybody. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned, man. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think they're both killer platforms. I think, um, you know, uh, we're a game that's ripe for their audience mm-hmm. on both sides of the table, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we'll 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 see what happens there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is that a- as as a gamer, I find like story being one of the most interesting aspects of the game. So, what is kind of the story behind Ra Ra Boom? Like, what what is actually going on here? Yeah, so I don't want to um, I don't want to spoil too much, mm-hmm. um, but you know, so essentially, the the really short version is twenty years before the game starts, uh, people on Earth developed in it and this i i need you guys to understand i wrote this story years and years ago uh the people on earth developed an ai to fight climate change and the ai decided the best way to fight climate change was to destroy all humans and so humanity had to flee earth and has now been living in space stations orbiting earth for the past 20 years Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, the AI has continued their pursuit of destroying humanity. And so the game starts off with, uh, AI's first attempt at a dro- at destroying the space stations. And, uh, these girls have to go to earth to save it. And so that's, that's the start of the game. Nice. I love it. I love it. It's just, it's like just, just serious enough, but yet just silly enough. Oh, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's kind of that's definitely our lane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also uh, we have a question from our longtime listener, uh, Deshaun Malone. He asks, uh, "What? What? Hold on, I lost it. Oh no! Uh, what inspired you to have different abilities other than picking up weapons and throwing them?" <laughs> I mean, I think that goes back to sort of like our love-hate relationship with beat-em-ups, right? Like, uh, I'm an impatient person. I want fast and frenetic. I want I want games that move, man. Um, I also like, uh, you know, giving different player characters different weapons and this sort of gameplay loop of like close, I, you know, I, I was a Marvel vs. Capcom guy, right? So like close melee combos are like absolutely my shit. Like I love sort of those, you know, juggling enemies in the air and that kind of thing. But then like adding the option to be like, okay, well, I'm going to fight you close for a minute and then be able to back off and do ranged attacks. And, um, you know, for us, like trying to figure out how to do ranged attacks in a beat-em-up was like an impossible task. And you know, that's why if you if you look closely at the environments, the, the, 
the environments are laned. There's it, there's sort of lanes on the ground, and that's mm-hmm. literally to give the player. You know, one of the frustrations with beat 'em ups in general is like, um, I don't know if I'm actually hitting this enemy, and so giving the player an opportunity to like have a line of sight on an enemy from across mm-hmm. the screen was really important to us in that loop of sort of the melee versus ranged and, and um, yeah. So, so all of those things really, really like, you know, when we were looking at beat em ups in general and playing a ton of them, um, our question to ourselves as a team was like, what would this game look like if we liked it? And, <laughs> and this is the, the answer to that. <laughs> uh, question in regards though, of like, you know, bad guys on the screen. Because the one thing I don't like about some beat em ups is when the bad guy walks off the screen. Sure. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, now it's like I'm punching I'm punching a wall here. Like Yeah. Is that gonna happen in this game or are the bad guys kind of trapped in the screen? Yeah, I mean I mean ideally we want we want the players to see the enemies as much as humanly possible, right? But the upside mm-hmm. is is you now have the tools to destroy them even if you can't see them. True, the the long range. Yeah. Smart. Great. So no no foot soldiers uh with you know <laughs> bombs off screen just tossing them everywhere. <laughs> that's that's what I like to hear. Uh so we've talked about you, we've talked about the studio, we talked about your team, we've touched a little bit on the game, but I wanna I wanna dive deeper in the game. So can you t- can you tell us about the characters? I because the characters you're telling the story. The characters are clearly the central part of this game. Yeah. Right. So I want to know how you came up with the characters, like their personalities, their how you decided which abilities each one got. Like, yeah, I mean, so so the main player characters are Eris, V, Saida and Ren. Um, they are they're all wonderfully different and unique and flawed in different ways and have different strengths and and have different struggles and i think all that's really important to sort of the dynamic of the narrative as a whole um you know they're all inspired by real life people that i know um that were sort of the base of those characters and then obviously the character becomes themselves right um and uh they're so they have some stuff happen in the game that really makes them question how they relate to each other as a group and in a group like very similar to like you know when we're on high school man and one person changes in some way that none of us expected and like how do we all as a group of friends sort of have a new dynamic around that right um so there's a lot of that that happens and a lot of sort of self-discovery um for them as well throughout the game and and uh i'm i'm dodging a bunch of of spoilers so i'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to to be good at that but uh you know i think i it's a coming of age story in the same way that that we've kind of all gone through um or may have yet to go through but um where you know there's there's some sort of identity discovery and and oh you know, this is, this is how I relate to this person or, or here's where my flaw is. And I can actually, you know, ask for help or, or, um, rely on this person when I didn't think I could. A lot of that. That's a, that's pretty deep. Um, especially for a beat em up. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this is all going to play out, you know, in the end with the story. Same. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, I, I think we all, I think we all, like you said, had kind of had a version of that story play out one way or another, you know, I mean, I mean, I grew up in the nineties being, being into video games wasn't exactly the cool thing. Right. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going through some of that stuff by yourself is hard. And I'm, I'm excited to see how these characters kind of like have each other's backs or how their stories play out. And um, this, this game gets even more, it gets more exciting by the, by the second I, I could talk to you you know, for another couple hours about this. Uh, so I will, really... we'll have to, I'll have to come back on during launch, right? Like yeah. Once... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When you, when you launch the game, you, I mean, even if you want to come on our main podcast to talk, you know, that'd be awesome too. Like, I mean, open door invitation for sure. Appreciate uh, it, man. Are you, uh, so are you going to, are you going to Torg in November? And I don't Columbus. know what that is. It's it's oh, gaming. that's the like the but that's like classic gaming in a lot of ways, right? Uh, I I don't know if it's classic. I mean, there's if I'm in town, I will be there. Yeah, yeah if I'm, I'm in town, I'll be there. But okay. yeah, I mean, I was thinking about going there just because it's not that far. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I'm guessing you wouldn't be at the Cleveland Gaming Classic because that's all retro games. But so we may end up boothing there. But I will not be there because I will be playing a rave. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, let's see what what final thoughts, Pat. Do you have any final questions or final thoughts about Ra Ra Boom? Well, I'm very curious if you have a particular favorite character so far. Oh, absolutely. Um, one, my final thought is wish listed on Steam, please. Mm-hmm. That's super yeah. helpful to us. It costs no money. It actually like really, really helps us be successful. So please go do that. Tell all your friends to do that. Um, uh, do I have a favorite character? Absolutely not because they're, I love them all too much. Like they're, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you, you, uh, you know, even in play testing, right? Like I have to just like randomize who I'm picking when I'm, I'm play testing a player character because like, I can't, at this point, I just can't choose. Like they're, they're all, they're all so different. They're all so unique. They're all so fun. Um, and, uh, I know that's a very, uh, you know, politician answer, but it really is true. It's like kids, like you can't pick a favorite. You know what? My grandmother picked a favorite. She told me it was me. <laughs> uh, you know, you can, but I understand you. Do, you don't want to make the other ones feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's kind of easy when you're the only child to know what the who the favorite is. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, one final thought from me: I'm really excited. I I love this idea. I love the concept. I love the art. I love the just the poppiness of the of the game. I think it looks awesome. Uh, Thanks. I have a question on are you so platforms uh are you going to be on all platforms are you skipping platforms are you so I I mean we've announced steam thus far mm-hmm. okay and that's that's where we can leave it right now right okay. yeah okay okay I'm uh okay cool <laughs> uh 
just trying to sneak one in there. Uh, well, <laughs> good, good chance. Good shot, though. I know. I try yeah. every time. I try. Uh, hey, we gotta Chris, be careful. We saw the downfall of E3. We don't want that to happen to us, man. Oh man, the downfall of Boss Rush. Yeah, but the thing Keely is, we don't come after us. <laughs> we, don't charge, <laughs> we don't charge developers to be here. You know, seven figures and have a convention center in L.A. So, no. Uh, uh, this is only fifty grand, right? To be on here. Oh, where's that money going? I gotta talk to Stephanie. <laughs> she's, uh, she's hoarding all the money. Um, we'll talk kidding. about that later, okay, Chris? You know, he uh, we didn't tell Corey about this. Oh, oh, I was busy. Okay, okay, got yeah. it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris, this this was a blast. Uh, I I wish you the best of luck with this game. I will definitely be playing it when it comes out. You wanna? Tell everybody where they can find you, find the game, find your anything about this thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, so follow Guyly Games at Guyly Games on on Twitter and Insta. I think TikTok as well. We don't do a lot yet yet there, but I think that's coming. I don't know. Um, and then uh, so follow at Guyly Games, G Y L E E, and then um, wishlist it on Steam, please. That's actually really vital for us. Um, it means a lot when you do it. I look at that number every single day. So if I see just one or two ticks, I will be thinking about you guys. So thank you so much. And then um, follow me at Chris Bergman on Twitter is my main place. Probably sadly Twitter's gone to shit, but still most I'm on blue sky as well on, on at Chris Bergman. Oh, you're on blue um, sky. I'm going to follow you. Yeah. And then uh, uh, on Insta at Berg Berg's makes games um is is the insta that i'm using currently um but it's mostly just dj stuff so bear with me there i think i think people enjoy a good uh good good uh dj session right um, yeah know. the gamers do gdc did that yeah. was great we did the gdc after party it was really really fun oh really that's awesome yeah nice that's cool uh yeah everybody go wishlist it on steam other platforms tbd guys so you know Mm -hmm. we'll we'll have them back at at launch and see if that changes so uh chris thank you so much for for coming on Uh, i want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of the boss rush podcast spotlight you can find us on all major uh podcast apps you can watch the video on youtube if you want it uh you know on the go with the rest of our stuff you can support us on patreon for just a dollar you can you can put it there so uh pat also thank you for your time tonight as well appreciate it man i know i'm probably taking away from your uh final fantasy time or something you know what i had to take a small break and go to diablo today i've neglected diablo for a bit and i needed to come back and let it know that i still care man final fantasy 16 oh yeah oh man all right uh that's it thank you guys so much for watching and listening until next time we love you goodbye bye if you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. The Boss Rush Podcast is a product of Boss Rush Media, LLC, and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. This show is produced, written, and directed by me, Corey Dierig. 
My co-hosts are Stephanie Glimov, Laurent Dawkins, and Edward Varnell. You can find Stephanie at Klimov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the EXP cast. You can find Laurent at Exodus803 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, and also on Crossroads, the video game podcast. You can find Edward at that retro code on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting Nintendo Powerblock. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Corey in HD and find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast, and co-hosting Nintendo Powerblock. Find the Boss Rush Podcast on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.